Hello and welcome to the Minimum Competence episode for Wednesday, July 19th, 2023. I'm your host for today, Andrew Leahy, a tax and technology attorney from New Jersey. In today's episode, we have Wachtell Lipton exoduses, universities fighting an endowment tax, Visa and MasterCard antitrust suit, an ethics code for SCOTUS, and Trump is a target of the January 6th probe. Let's make today's legal news the target of our own probe. And, well, read today's legal news, obviously. On this day in history, July 19th, 1911, the first state law in the U.S. allowing for censorship of movies was passed in Pennsylvania. The Pennsylvania State Board of Censors, established on July 19th, 1911, under PL 1067 by Governor John Kinley Tenor, was the first such organization in the United States and was renowned for its stringency. The board's main responsibility was to review all films before they were released in Pennsylvania, approving only those that met moral standards and rejecting films deemed corruptive. Although the board was funded in 1913, it wasn't until 1914 that the first board members were appointed by Governor Tenor. PL 534, enacted on May 15, 1915, expanded the board's size from 2 to 22 members. The board, which had fluctuating staff numbers throughout its history, had offices in Philadelphia, Harrisburg, and Pittsburgh, with most of the film screenings occurring in Philadelphia, fiscal supervision in Harrisburg, and film approval seals distribution in Pittsburgh. The state censorship board required that all movies intended for review be accompanied by their respective scripts, and affidavits confirming the authenticity of translations had to be provided for foreign films. The board's standards, as per Section 22, dictated that the film's marketing material should adhere to the same criteria as the film itself. The state archives records encompassing the fiscal years of 1935 through 1949 demonstrate that the Pennsylvania State Board of Censors assessed a sum of 24,235 movies during this time frame. Concurrently, the board mandated modifications in 2,226 unique films and prohibited the screening of 76 films completely. Prominent Wall Street law firm Wachtell Lipton, Rosen & Katz recently saw two of its corporate attorneys, Sebastian Niles and Gordon Moody, depart to take up roles in-house. Salesforce, Inc. announced the appointment of Niles as its new chief legal officer. Niles had previously advised Salesforce in negotiations with Elliott Investment Management LP, an activist investor that acquired a significant stake in the software company. Moody has moved to AI startup Harvey as the chief product officer. Harvey, which is bringing artificial intelligence to the legal industry, has secured $21 million in investment funding. This follows several other high-profile departures from the Wall Street firm. Universities are fighting against a 1.4% tax on their large endowments, a battle expected to intensify as the focus on legacy admissions intensifies in Congress. The endowment tax, targeting over two dozen schools with substantial endowments per student, was implemented by Republicans in 2017 as a method to fund tax cuts. However, the recent Supreme Court ruling ending race-based affirmative action may give new momentum to proposals aiming to modify this tax with the goal of supporting low-income students and targeting wealthy universities with exclusive admission practices. The issue of legacy programs has been criticized by both Republicans and Democrats, providing potential ground for bipartisan cooperation to amend the tax law. This coincides with the expiration of provisions from the 2017 tax law, creating an opportunity to review this and other related provisions. Lawmakers are considering various proposals, from increasing the tax to phasing it out for universities that support low-income students. Over a dozen universities have already reported lobbying on this issue. However, any movement on this issue is expected to take a long time. Visa and MasterCard are facing an antitrust lawsuit lodged by Block Inc., previously Square Inc., over allegedly inflating credit card interchange fees. The suit, filed in the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of New York, claims that the two card companies conspired to maintain market power by imposing elevated fees on the Square payment platform. Square contracts directly with Visa and MasterCard to handle transactions for millions of merchants, and it is the direct payer of these fees. Block argues that these inflated fees have resulted in increased retail prices paid by consumers. 
In addition to this, Block claims that Visa and MasterCard have raised a complex and unavoidable fee that Square pays based on the number of a merchant's locations. Square merchants, however, pay separate fees for payment services and not the interchange fees. Visa and MasterCard have yet to respond to the allegations. Senate Democrats are championing a bill aiming to establish a binding ethics code for U.S. Supreme Court justices following reports that some conservative justices have failed to disclose certain financial transactions and luxurious trips. Unlike their counterparts in the federal judiciary, the Supreme Court's nine justices are not bound by any formal code of conduct. Proposed by Democratic Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, the bill mandates new requirements for financial disclosures and recusals in case of potential conflicts of interest. Criticizing the court for its inability to self-regulate, Democrats argue that Supreme Court justices should be held to the same standard as all federal judges. However, the bill faces a challenging path to approval in the Senate and the Republican-led House of Representatives. Meanwhile, Republicans on the Judiciary Committee have interpreted the ethics reform as an attempt to tarnish the court's reputation and believe it should continue to set its own rules. The legislation would also introduce a mechanism to investigate alleged violations of the Code of Conduct. In the least surprising news this week, former U.S. President Donald Trump disclosed that he has been named a target of a grand jury investigation into his efforts to overturn the 2020 election result. This represents the strongest indication yet that Trump might face federal criminal charges concerning his actions following his election loss to Joe Biden. The investigation pertains to Trump's attempts to remain in power, which include alleged pressuring of officials with false claims of voter fraud and an attack on the U.S. Capitol by his supporters. Despite his potential legal troubles, Trump remains the frontrunner for the 2024 Republican presidential nomination. A series of related criminal investigations into Trump and his allies are also underway, with Michigan's attorney general announcing charges against 16 Trump supporters. Additionally, Trump is facing criminal charges for retaining national security documents unlawfully after his term. Trump consistently dismissed these investigations as politically motivated. And with that, I thank you so much for listening to Minimum Competence, your daily news podcast for lawyers. If you're looking for more than Minimum Competence, links to further reading on all the topics touched on today are in the show notes. If you have any questions or story suggestions, you can find us on Mastodon on the esq.social instance. I'm at Andrew and my co-host Gina is at Gina. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the hosts and do not represent those of any organization we may be affiliated with. Nothing here should be construed as legal advice because it is not legal advice. Reviews go a long way towards helping new listeners to find our show. If you have a moment and can leave a rating or review on your podcast player, we'd appreciate it. And if you know someone that might be interested in a story we cover, consider sending them the episode. Minimum Competence is available at minimumcomp.com and wherever you get your finely crafted podcasts. We'll see you back here tomorrow. And until then, remember, we are what we pretend to be, so we must be careful about what we pretend to be. 